0: Well I rise up every morning at a quarter to eight Some wow. woman who's my wife tells me not to be late I kiss the kids goodbye, I can't remember their names wow. And week after week it's always the same And it's, it's old boys, can't you code it, whoop, and program it right Nothing ever happens in this life of mine I'm hauling up the date on the Xerox line and it's code in the day to give the keyboard a punch. Then wow. cross Ooh. correlate and a break for some lunch. Wow. Correlate, tabulate,
1: process, and screen. Wow. And boom, we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. We have some exciting news to announce here in the High Button Sports Studios. ProLineStadium.com is officially an advertiser on the High Button Podcast. It means the world to us to be able to team up with ProLine, such a historic company here in Atlantic, Canada, when it comes to in game betting. We're, 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 I'd. Words can't describe how pumped we are to be able to team up uh, team up with ProLine. So, welcome to the family ProLine. We look forward to working with you and it's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great run together leading actually into the Super Bowl weekend coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, uh, today's episode is brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds featuring spreads lines of 1.95 per side. Pro-line players also score access to great regular promotions. Right now, each $25 wager on football will earn you a $10 free play token to place on a winning margin up until the big game on Sunday February 13th. If you didn't know, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Get in the game today at prolinestadium.com or download the ALC app today. Please play responsibly, must be 19 years of age or over. Today's episode is also brought to you by Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. Their goal is to make sure prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live a healthier life while we are in this pandemic. Generous United will team up with a pharmacist, also someone in your community that wants to make sure you're living a healthy lifestyle. They'll team up with that. Pharmacist and give you a free online attentive service that will allow you to save money on your prescription drugs. One thing I love about Generous United is that they're helping out small businesses who can't afford health care for their employees. Head on over to generousunited.ca. That's G E N R U S United.ca. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Evan Mackichurn. Evan is the Director of Business Development for Nova Scotia Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Nova Scotia Co. The ones that make that delicious blue lobster that you drink in the summer. Also, some other beverages that I'm sure you're well aware of. Rum, vodka. They actually just launched their own beer. They have ciders as well you name it they have it I'm really excited to talk to Evan about the alcoholic beverage industry over the past two years maybe some difficulties that they've had growing without having events and maybe how they've adapted and they've been able to succeed even so even though there's still a pandemic you see Nova Scotia Spirit Co. everywhere right left center everywhere you look there's uh, there's there's some there, there's a drink in someone's hand that has a Nova Scotia Co. logo on it. Um, I'm really excited to talk to Evan. He's actually good buddies with Dave Sampson, who actually recommended uh, Evan to the podcast. So Dave's going to sit in on this one as well. It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Evan. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next.
2: Boom, oh, gentlemen, Dave, Evan. Thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Excited to be here. First time.
1: Thank you very much for uh, for, for bringing the supplies. Every time we have uh, a representative of an alcoholic beverage company, I'm excited to have them on just for the possibility of someone bringing a little treat. So I appreciate you bringing that. That's <laughs> course, awesome. Can't
2: come empty-handed, right? It's uh, East Coast hospitality. A hundred percent. we got to start out with Tom Brady. Boys. Just a few minutes ago, we just got the news. What does Tom Brady mean to you? Well, I guess, you know, all good things have to come to an end, right? Um, you know, somebody that you can, I think everybody can look up to uh, in sports. So uh, he's been around for a long time and, and, you know, one of the greatest athletes, I think, uh, to go down in history. So it's it's sad to see him go. But, um, you know, like I said, all all good things must come to an end.
1: Throughout my whole life, I was never really a huge football guy. But every time the Pats were on, I'd always chuck it on. I'd be just amazed of, of the sport and, and him, of what he would do. And these past two years, I've probably become a little bit more of a fan because this guy's a football nut, so he's kind of converted me. And these playoffs these uh, this past year has 100% converted me into a football fan. But every time you see Brady out there, it just makes you appreciate the sport so much. He's like the Michael Jordan of our era, at least my era. I never got to watch MJ. So
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's yeah, he's good for the game, like you said. Uh, got a lot of people interested in the sport for sure.
1: Man, that's good. So, what is this? What we're drinking right now? This so, is-
2: yeah, this is a new product of ours, just launched uh, right before Christmas here. So, it's uh, our Fisherman's Helpers Solera Rum, uh, Rum Cream. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, it goes great in coffee. Uh, so, good for you know an early morning podcast like this. Uh, <laughs> I like it, you know, just over ice. Uh, you know, over sure ice. Yeah, on its yeah, own, it's fantastic.
1: Oh, that's a wicked drink. It's really good. Totally. Cheers. So, so l- let me get the roll straight with you with uh, Nova Scotia Spirit Co. De- head of Development.
2: Um, So, I'm a partner in the company, and um, I deal with uh, our sales team, uh, a little bit of product development, and business development. So, I deal with new market um, expansion, uh, I deal with our liquor boards in Ontario, New Brunswick, um, Nova Scotia. PEI, Newfoundland, and we recently just launched in the United States as well. Wow, congrats. Yeah, thanks so much. You're a busy man. Yeah, it's been busy, but uh, it's been a phenomenal seven years. Super exciting, and I'd rather uh, stay busy than have it the other way around. So, Dave, how do you know Evan?
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Lots Um, to unpack here. (laughs) Shit, I don't even know. I was thinking about this last night when the first time we met, and my first memory of you was at the Ski Hill. For sure. Ski Bignon in Cape Breton in Sydney. And that's I think where we met. I met you. You were doing magic tricks in the in the lodge. You had a deck of cards. <laughs> He's really good at magic tricks. Oh, it's, a, it's a it's a it wasn't that cool back then. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm trying to put really that cool error now. behind me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we've been good friends ever really ever since. And I mean, you you're married to one of my longtime family friends and best buddies, Ruby. And oh my God, we went to Saint of X Saint together. Of X,
2: yeah, just we've, I think. Uh we've just been around the scene we've been around the scene together and just uh
3: naturally became really close buds yeah and i mean we work together a lot of things that i do and these guys bring me in on a lot of projects that they do i mean i feel i like to say i'm like a part of the company you know i'm still waiting for my benefits to kick in but uh... for sure
2: yeah it's funny it's like the the first day that we hired uh one of our new sales reps uh dan perigo i was driving with him and, and dave called on the phone and uh he said, "I said, hey, just an FYI, you're on speakerphone, and I'm with, uh, you know, one of our new sales reps. So just say hi." And Dave said, "Welcome to the team, Dan." And Dan said, "Does Dave Sampson work with us?" And I said. Kind of. It's complicated, but yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, seriously,
3: a little bit. Sometimes I'm on the payroll. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I love that.
2: It sounds like
1: a great business relationship and just friendship relationship. Because if you think about it, your businesses go hand in hand. Totally. Alcohol and live performance. Yeah, they
3: do. Yeah. And then we get to kind of partner on a lot of shows and stuff, you know, when I need sponsors or i need you know a little bit of help you know to kick
2: start things or just to have a. and it goes both ways likewise when you know we have our staff parties for christmas dave always comes on board uh to help out do some uh, entertainment it's kind of like him and adam baldwin are both our two yeah, uh, yeah, resident yeah. musicians
3: yeah and baldwin do you know adam, adam at all yeah. he'd be a great guy on the show as well yeah he's okay. uh um but um yeah, shit like that. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's nice. It's a good partnership, honestly. That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's great. I love hearing
1: that. Yeah. Um, before you got here, we were talking about the success of Blue Lobster. I don't think you can turn your head right, left, or center in the summertime and not see someone holding one of those cans. Um, for sure. Was there immediate success right out the gate, or did it take a little bit of uh, a little bit of work to get them as popular as they are?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean, for the cans, I would say, yeah, There was, uh, I, I mean, it kind of goes goes both ways, depends on, uh, I guess the success is relative, but we started as a spirits company. So we started making vodka, rum, and gin before we made any of the ready to drink products. Um, so, you know, we started in a super small, we started in a laundromat actually, uh, making spirits. We had, you know, no money, no money? and no uh, <laughs> not much uh, financial uh, investment involved. So we started making vodka, rum, gin. Um, It definitely didn't take off uh, right away. NSLC came on, took our products into, I think it was like 19 stores, maybe six months later. But what really changed for us was uh, when our Blue Lobster Vodka got a double gold medal at the World Spirits Competition in San Francisco. So we got a lot of media attention, and the brand Blue Lobster uh, really kind of took off from there. Um, So... The media attention, the the metal itself on the bottle, really kind of put our company on the map, and people started you know, trying the product and realizing this is just as good as any, you know, national competitors, uh, vodka. So, um, we're definitely more well known as for the blue lobster brand than, you know, our Fisherman's helper are willing to learn perhaps. And that definitely led into, um, the ready to drink game. So I think, you know, we were ahead of the game before a lot of our national or international competitors came on board. Um, so people already knew the blue lobster name, the blue lobster brand. So when we launched our first SKU, um, the Lemon Lime, the Blue Lobster Lemon Lime, people just Clubs. often call it the original. Yeah. You know, if we're at yeah. like a concert or something and somebody wants to order a Lemon Lime, we'll often hear people say, I'll just have uh, Blue Lobster Original. And it's it's kind of <laughs> nice. We refer to it as the OG uh, and it's still our number one seller. So uh, there's, you know, there's definitely something uh, special about it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, as soon as the RTD category took off, we were lucky that we were uh, ahead of the game and we were ahead of the curve. So I would say, you know, first mover advantage has definitely been kind to us. Um, So the Blue Lobster ready to drink products. Yeah, they did pretty well right off the bat.
1: What were some of the things that like is your background branding? You guys have a great. You guys do a great job with branding, even on social media. On your story on Instagram, you can always see, you know, a good time, party goers having the drink, and that really persuaded me at the very beginning. Oh, what's going on here? And then you go to like, you know, your parents' cottage, and you know, they're, everyone's drinking it at the cottage. You're like, what? What's this? This brand? You look on Instagram, and the branding is phenomenal on it. So, is your hand on that side of the game, the branding side?
2: For sure. My background definitely is isn't in uh, branding or marketing, as Dave said. My background's in magic tricks, right? <laughs> 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 no <Nope>. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um I think that we've come together we've banded together as a team um so my partner Alex Rice uh he's he's you know the the mastermind behind uh Blue Lobster Vodka so or Blue Lobster Vodka Nova Scotia Spirit Company um he's got a very uh a keen eye for marketing and you know uh, what will work and what won't work I think that he's done a great job to trickle that down uh all throughout the team um I also think that we've got a very strong marketing team now. Uh, so at the start, we it was really only myself and Alex who were coming up with the the branding and the look and the feel of uh, everything, uh, how things tasted, how for, we formulated the products, and you know it was a real grind. Um, we're fortunate enough now to have you know full sales team, full marketing team, uh, full product development team, uh, full production team, HR and accounting, and Jeez. you know I definitely don't don't take that for granted but it's so nice to come together as a team and when we can all collaborate and come up with a brand and when it hits and when it wins I think that's one of the most rewarding parts of the job to, to celebrate as a team and uh, we definitely uh, we definitely make sure that you know everybody gets the recognition that they deserve
1: what's the common goal between everyone within the company I, I hear about great leaders they make sure that everyone from the top to the bottom knows the exact same goal what, what's what's the company goal for you guys
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that uh, our company values are, um, you know, I would say they're constantly evolving because of how uh, quickly our team expanded, right? Uh, you know, we started with two employees, myself and Alex, and then we brought on Scott to coast. and then our team has expanded so quickly. It's definitely a challenge to, you know, ensure that everybody from, um, there is no, I don't think that there is a top or the bottom of the company because.
1: That's cool. That's nice. To I that.
2: think that's the, the most important part and the most important piece to relay. Uh, there is no top to bottom like nothing would happen we always say like nothing would happen without sales but you know what sales wouldn't happen without production and you know what production would never happen if we didn't have a product and a marketing team to uh you know bring cans and bring product and bring liquid uh that is of exceptional quality um to the table so like i don't think that there is a top or a bottom in, in the company i think that um you know everybody has to work as a team because the left foot can't go forward in front of the right foot uh, um, unless there's, you know, a full team driving everybody behind it.
1: Dave, from the outside looking in, you go to some of their events that they pull off and things like that. What do you think that they do so great? Not being – I know you say you're kind of in the company, but yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time you're kind of out. you got one foot uh, in, one foot out.
3: Well, I think, I mean – I mean, I think marketing and in-your-face is, like, one thing. I mean, you can't take, like a, like I said, you can't walk 10 feet in any event without seeing Blue Lobster branding or cans in everyone's hand. I think, I mean, I think that's, you know, I think that's the big thing with that. I mean, I always noticed you guys were first out of the gate for the ready-to-drink products, in my opinion, around here. Like, there's probably a couple of other cans, but Blue Lobster quickly kind of took over, yeah. right? Um, yeah.
1: Is it tough at the beginning with the margins? Because like what you just did here, you know, you you gifted us some uh, some 12-packs, two 12-packs, some of this rum, and, you know, that's it's not money out of your pocket, but it's product out of your pocket. And at the very beginning, do you have to find a, a, a balance of, okay, how much product can we afford to give away to influencers? towards how much product do we actually need to sell to make a profit this month?
2: For sure, that's a really great point. So uh, when we first started, uh, we decided that we're going to put $0 behind um, any print media or traditional marketing. Um, So what we put all of our uh, marketing funding behind was what we call experiential marketing. So we believed at the time, you know, looking at our can in a magazine or on a billboard or whatever um, isn't necessarily going to, influence you to go and try that can or try that vodka at the time or the rum or the gin or whatever it might be but being at a community-based event whether it's a sporting event uh music festival um you know on the golf course doing samplings at a golf tournament or you know coming around and gifting some product to somebody who can actually feel the product in their hand open it up smell it taste it experience what blue lobster is all about or any of the nova scotia spirico products are all about that's going to uh, influence you to go out and make that next purchasing decision. Yeah. So experiential marketing, and that uh, was so important to us. And that's why you say, uh, you know, you couldn't look left, right, anywhere you went, where Blue Officer was in your face. We had tents everywhere, flags flying everywhere, banners in every store. Um, and, you know, the last two years have definitely been challenging because a lot of this experiential marketing um, opportunities yeah. have been taken away from us. Uh, Can you the, give
1: me an example of like what been, what's been taken away? Yeah,
2: so I mean, um, with no more sporting events for example right when that's been taken away there's no more spectators around it's very difficult to have an experience uh, marketing experience uh, with people in person uh, so everything's been virtual and it's um, pretty difficult to have somebody sample your product through a zoom meeting right uh, yeah, so that's yeah. definitely been challenging you know uh, tastings in store when you know hundreds of people used to come through the store and hundreds of um, you know engaged customers looking to try what they're about to purchase Um, so that's been taken away from us, right? So we've had to, you know, um, kind of reband and figure out, uh, how we're going to overcome this for the next two years. And I think that, uh, for the last two years, I should say, and, you know, I think that we've done a great job to launch out, uh, you know, a digital strategy and and support others who were struggling as well, such as, uh, the bartenders who have supported us for the past seven years, right? We launched uh, the big tip maybe two years ago where, um, when bars and restaurants got shut down, we ensured that. Um, the first, I think it was the first 2000, uh, bartenders to apply, got a $50, um, check in the mail, as well as a voucher for a six pack of, um, Blue Ops or vodka sodas at the NSLC. That was more of a thank you, um, than, you know, we weren't looking for any recognition there. That was more of a thank you for the support over the last, uh, two years or last seven years. But, uh, you know, it definitely worked out as, uh, you know, to, to continue to have uh, and garner their support.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, they took a huge hit this year. They're still kind of taking a hit. Is it at 50% capacity still with a lot of these restaurants and bars? <laughs> it's,
3: yeah. And it's
2: I it difficult th- to keep up, so I don't even know oh, what the rules are currently.
3: Well, I was at the bar uh, my first time out probably,
2: oh, my God, since before Christmas,
3: and I was down in Godagen. And I was like getting ready for a big night out at the bar, just to see, not even a big. I wasn't going to the dome or anything. I was just literally going (laughs) to the local or the foggy (laughs) goggle. And uh, and then I quickly realized at ten o'clock, right when I'm starting to get a good buzz on, all the bars close at eleven p.m. So I had to to go home.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, consumer behavior has definitely changed. Right, people are I think going out earlier, and um, you know, hopefully. If they're going out earlier, they're going home earlier, but it's not always the case. Yeah, Jeez.
3: that's that's uh. Next time, I'm definitely gonna start going out at 3 p.m. for sure. <laughs> what do what are we doing after this <laughs> on <Not> a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. um, um, one thing I was gonna say is like with the kind of um how you know how marketing kind of changed, and I just wanted to make a point like about one strategy that you guys did um, at one of my shows. It's like the first you gave up. The first 100 or 200 people to walk into the show got a free can of Blue Lobster Love at that. one of my shows. But what that did was it was like most a lot of people never tried it before. And it's like as soon as you have one drink, you're going to have another one of that same thing. So immediately wasn't the show didn't start and Blue Lobsters were sold out at the venue. <laughs> 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 because everyone's just going to have another one, yeah. right? Yeah, we so definitely
2: have to make sure that the bar is stocked uh, when we're going to execute uh, an activation like that for sure. But um, that's what the experience is all about, right? You yeah. you get to, you know, hold the can, smell it, uh, feel it, taste it, hmm. and uh really experience what Nova Scotia Spirico is all about and that's gonna drive your next purchasing purchasing decision, or that's our goal anyway.
1: I heard when you're an artist, you in order to grow, you gotta move around a bit. You have to do maybe a cross country thing. Yeah. Did you find it the same in the alcohol business? You have to go to an event in Cape Breton. You have to go to Fredericton. You have to go. Did you you find that in order to grow the company, you had to move around the country a little bit?
2: For sure. I mean, luckily, there's community-based events, and especially launching in Nova Scotia there's so many um you know music festivals in uh, you know small and large in cape breton and you know there's um lobster fests down in yarmouth yeah uh and that's work and then everything in between uh, that's not easy oh for sure so you know hiring a team uh you know alex henderson has done an incredible job of activating our events team um so you know she she uh deserves a lot of credit on making sure that uh, Blue Ups or vodka, especially Blue Ups or vodka sodas, were tasted, uh, you know, all across the province um, when we were allowed to do events, uh, you know, pre-COVID. Mm. Is it tough to... I heard it's tough for
1: alcohol companies based out of anywhere. It's tough to get into other provinces. Like, how was it tough to get into Ontario? I heard it takes a little bit of, uh, not persuasion, but, for you sure. know, you need to build a business relationship.
2: So as far as I'm aware, um, LCBO, so the governing liquor board in uh, Ontario, they are... The single largest producer of beverage alcohol in the world. What? Yeah. Um, So it is definitely competitive and definitely very difficult to get into LCBO. But if you've got a proven track record, like we had in Nova Scotia, I think that really helped out. Um, You know, they have to obviously uh, test your product. They have to taste it on a tasting panel. It has to pass pass lab analysis. Um, So luckily, we launched with lemon lime in in LCBO in Ontario. And, you know, it's a quality product. Uh, it obviously passed the test, no problem. And they were super excited to get it in. Uh, so that was great to uh, to have our first launch with uh, Lemon Lime there. It, it definitely was a challenge. Uh, and it was a learning curve on learning how to work with the, you know, world's biggest beverage um, per, um, purchaser. But, um, yeah, it's been, you know, a really great uh, couple of years with Lemon Lime there.
1: Did you learn anything from that process of moving down into the States?
2: I mean, it's, I would say... If anything... It was easier to get into the States knowing, with them knowing that we had what's called a general listing in LCBO. If you have a general listing in Ontario, it kind of, um, you know, it's a totally, you you feel like you're almost a shoe in for any other jurisdiction. Um, I would say in the States, it's a completely different, uh, different game. You know, we've got a company that represents us down there wholly from um, importing to the distribution, to the retail side of things and and all through the sales.
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting aspect of the company, how like, okay, your liquor, let's say it's in milwaukee but you're not in the store like placing it where you want it to be that's another whole aspect of the business i wouldn't even have thought
2: of absolutely because
1: in nova scotia you guys have great placement in the nsLC it's right there usually got a sign it's it's well represented in the nsLC but when you're in other parts of the world it's kind of tough
3: how do you sorry uh, how do you get how do you get those sweet spots in the in the nsLC in the liquor stores like how do you you know top shelf right in your face right when you walk in you're not you know you know When you first started, I mean, the gin would be on the bottom a little bit, and very, very quickly, and you were, you know, right when you walk in, you would see it. So, do you pay for that? Do you? Is it sales? I mean, can (laughs) you tell me? I I don't know.
2: I I don't know how much uh, trade trade secrets I'm allowed to give (laughs) away, right? I don't want to get in uh, trouble with anybody here, but I think it's based on you know sales, price point, uh, popularity, and um, you know know? the the local aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an aspect that that must be like you have to gain a little bit of trust with other people to.
2: For Put sure. your product there. It's, it's
1: nice and easy when it's in your backyard, but globally, totally. it's a different ballgame.
2: Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's definitely been a challenge, but it's been a learning curve. It's not a background that I've uh, come from, but uh, the last seven years, you know, I've learned so much, and, and yeah. it's been uh, incre- an incredible ride.
1: What do you think your biggest asset is to the company?
2: My personal biggest asset? Yeah. Um, oh, That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I think that I've got uh, the ability to create... Uh, strong and lasting uh, relationships so that I think that uh bides well with our you know agent partners who represent us um and you know I think that I've got strong relations with uh, all of our liquor boards um I you know hope that uh I've got you know the respect and backing of all of our team uh like like you said uh, from you know not top to bottom but uh, everybody uh within the company um and I think the fact that you know, we like to get involved in every part of the business and, you know, I think that we empower a lot of people in the business to make, um, you know, make decisions on their own. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it's a great question and um i might have to come back to you on that one for a final answer well
1: it's usually a sign of a good leader that says you know everyone has to make their own decisions because usually a shitty leader is the guy going no we're doing this we're doing this we're doing that we're doing this we're doing this and for you just to sit here and say no like everyone can make their own decision that's kind of a good sign if you ask me outside looking in for sure thanks yeah no worries um are you looking forward to events this summer hopefully becoming a little bit
2: more consistent That's uh, what we're most excited for. Like when when most people say, I can't wait to get back to normal. uh, As a company, what we often talk about is I can't wait to get back to pre-COVID so we can get back to our experiential marketing. Uh, we can't wait to get what we call cans and hands, or liquids to liquid to lips, uh, in sporting events, community-based events, um, whether it's at the you know the Wanderers games or music festivals, small fire concerts, um, or whether it's you know cold dust days in New Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have uh,
3: the new restaurant that's in Stellerton that sure. really kind of hasn't. What? Is that still... Is that open yet? Or It's, it's open now, but it's at, it hasn't got to experience the full, like... For sure. Full, you know.
2: Yeah, so we started build. building uh, Blue Ops Republic House, uh, I guess, almost three years ago now. And we didn't want to open it up at, you know, half capacity. We wanted to make a full splash, and we wanted to people... The people to experience what they deserve, what public uh, Blue Lobster Public House really is. So we've got a beer garden uh, outside with you know a full stage. Um, our goal is to do 100 days of entertainment uh, throughout the summer. Um, so, Dave, <laughs> you're in. <laughs> We've got, uh, you know, some beautiful uh, fire pits that you can sit around uh, in the in the beer garden. I think, you know, capacity of the beer garden is going to be somewhere between 250 and 300 people. Where is it, sorry? It's at our production facility in Stellerton. Okay. So, in the meantime, awesome. just before Christmas, we opened up Blue Lobster Public House inside. Um, so it is, we've got, uh, upstairs mezzanine and a downstairs, the downstairs mezzanine is open currently seven days a week from four to 11. It's a, you know, 72 seat restaurant, uh, full scale restaurant. And, you know, it's very casual. Um, you walk in and the first thing that you see is a food truck. So our kitchen is made to look like the food is coming out of a food truck. Um, you know, it's wrapped, cool. very funky, uh, some nice bright colors. And I think that kind of sets the tone as to what your experience is all about, right? You're not at a, um, you know, pretentious or restaurant, you're here to drink, ready to drink Blue Lobster vodka sodas or Paint Boat Beer or Annapolis Cider Company, all of which is made in the same building that you guys are, you're, that you're currently experiencing your food at Blue Lobster Public House. So I think that's a very unique experience. And as soon as, you know, these restrictions start to, um, lessen, we are going to uh, offer tours. So you're going to be able to actually experience, uh, what you're consuming, uh, and you're going to have a little bit of a look under the hood on, you know, how all of our products are made.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to invite people in and, you know, people can uh, storm around and actually see, you know, how, you know, big our tanks are and how great our canning line is and ultimately how great our team is that, you know, operate these canning lines and our production team and, you know, everybody in between.
1: Why Stellarton? Is that where everything started? Like the laundromat was in Stellarton? So the laundromat is,
2: <laughs> The Laundromat's actually currently still in Trenton and we are still producing there. Um believe it or <laughs> not. Yeah. So so
3: it was an, so it, so you bought an old laundry mat and you and you that's where you set up your original For sure. canning I think, facility, no, right? That, is that so what that, you mean? No, or? so
2: that's we in uh Trenton, that's where we made our spirits. So that's where we made our vodka rum and gin. Um so the reason behind Trenton you know, we were ready to go. We were super hungry to get this brand off the, off the ground. We didn't even have an actual brand or any names at the time. But um, we were looking for, through some, you know, small towns throughout Nova Scotia because zoning was a challenge to open up a distillery. It was very difficult uh, for mun- municipalities to, uh, to offer the zoning and offer it right away. Mm. So we looked, you know, maybe just outside Halifax and in Fall River. And, you know, it was going to be 12 months, 18 months, six months to get going. And then um, we found a laundromat in Trenton, Nova Scotia, and we contacted uh, contacted the town, and we said, uh, how long is it going to take to get zoned for us to do a distillery here? And they basically said, buddy, you get the application in by noon, I'll have it ready for you this <laughs> afternoon.
3: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> You're like so yeah.
1: So
2: that's why we started off in Trenton, right? And it was actually you know, the, the greatest mistake to ever happen. The town embraced us as a whole, and that's exactly that. where our branding came from. So- We had, we were doing some renovations ourselves on the building, you know, like I was retiling some floors and stuff. I've never done that before, (laughs) putting some baseboards around, uh, just, you know, enough so we could, um, get going there. And at five o'clock, blue, blue collar town, all the trucks would kind of pull up with their cases of beer and they'd be like, how can we help out? You need an electrician? We can help out. We heard that there's an NSLC going in here. We heard there's maybe a water and wine going here. So we kind of kept our you know cards close to our chest. We didn't tell everybody exactly what was going on, but everybody wanted to be a part of it. I'll never forget one time we got our, uh, our forklift stuck um, out in the gravel and I looked behind me and there was a pickup truck tied to another pickup truck, towing our, our forklift across the gravel, trying to get it into our building, like without even us asking that we need help. Like I was calling the tow truck right, to come get it. <laughs> so where the branding came from, it became a little bit of a hangout. Uh, a lot of people were hanging around, trying to figure out what was going on here. And
1: Classic small town, Nova, a lo- Nova Scotia. A totally, a local yeah, fisherman, Yeah,
2: a, t- a local fisherman decided Somebody here is going to need a job, so we posted a job ad on our door, and it said, "Commercial lobster fisherman from Antigonish County is looking to hire a fisherman's helper for the summer. Basic requirements: sober, alert, and willing to learn. If interested, please write to." And you had to write a letter to his address, right? So I didn't know that. That's- we we said immediately, "This is our brand, right?" So we've had now we have fisherman's helper white rum, willing to learn gin. And of course, every fisherman is looking for that rare blue lobster, and that's exactly how our vodka turned out. That's exactly how our, our you know our brand as a whole turned out. And uh, every fisherman is looking for the rare blue lobster, which is said to be one in a million or one in two million. It's meant to bring you good luck, and uh, hence the name Blue Lobster Vodka. So that's the story behind oh, it. That's that's the story happen. behind it. The job ad or par- parts of the job ad is uh, on the, are on the back of uh, each bottle of our spirits as well. No, yeah. that's a great story. It's I love cool. little things like that. Yeah, yeah. the family actually contacted t- contacted us not long after we launched and they said can you have a call with uh, our dad keith because he doesn't believe that the branding and the job ad is actually about his job ad so that we all we always <laughs> planned uh, you know to go out on the boat with him one day and uh, unfortunately he just passed away actually i oh, uh, no. just uh, yeah just before christmas and we made sure to send them down uh, lots of spirits to uh, you know to send him off right and uh, i think they really appreciated that so
1: wow what a story for sure yeah. that's crazy story. was it hard to get that patented at all the blue lobster um. No. I mean, I like so it's a popular name.
2: Yeah. We. Uh. You know. We. We moved quickly on it. Whenever we have an idea, we just make sure that we. Uh, you know. Trademark the name. Uh. Very quickly. So. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it wasn't taken anywhere in Canada.
1: No. It's. It's a hell of a product. It's a. Slowly but surely, it became a Nova Scotia staple in the summertime. I, even in the winter, sure, I, but for just sure. <laughs> totally. But just in the summer, it's just it's that it's the classic deck drink. Totally. You just you can't taste the alcohol even. You know it's it's just. There's something about it—not too sweet. You feel kind of healthy when you're drinking it.
2: It's I, light, totally. I it's think that the the idea behind like not tasting the alcohol and why it tastes so good. I think like a main differentiator is the quality of the vodka that we put in there. Uh, you know, a lot of our competitors competitors use you know sub quality or subpar uh, spirit to mix in, thinking that they can you know mask that uh, mask the um, the quality of their vodka with flavor. Uh, which is just not the case. A lot of competitors, you know, nationally use malt spirit. uh, What's malt? Oh, it's kind of, you know. That's like
1: what they put in whiskey, isn't it? Malt.
2: So it's just, it's just the the way that uh, it would be fermented. So it's not a distilled spirit. It's a fermented spirit, uh, you know, fermented sugar. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of fractionally done from there. Um, But, it you just can't beat, you know, blue lobster vodka. And we actually use our vodka um that goes in you know, that is in our three seven five mil and seven fifty mil and eleven forty mil vodka. That same vodka is uh, used in our uh ready to drink products. So oh, I think is that's it? a main differentiator for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a hell of a product. I appreciate it. Thanks. Glad you enjoy it. Do you guys have anything else cooking up? Maybe you can't tell me. But oh, to, for sure. There, there's always something brewing. <laughs> I think to stay,
2: I think to, to stay ahead of the game, uh, it's all about uh, constantly innovating. Yeah. Um, especially ready to drink. People are always looking for that next new flavor. Um, except lemon lime for some reason it's staying as the og it's a it's a strong seller in um in nova scotia but we you know we've decided you know uh, several years ago that we're going to be constantly uh rolling out new products and i think that's the name of the game now Uh, you have to stay ahead of the curve you have to stay ahead of uh what's hot and uh you know either create the next trend or uh, ensure that you're just ahead of it do you have any funny taste testing stories (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a fair question it is for sure (laughs) for sure uh yeah i mean we always do you always got a taxi chit <laughs> or, or an uber app. oh for sure <laughs> uh when we whenever we uh develop a new product uh we taste literally hundreds of iterations of uh of one skew uh we do like <laughs> psychology tests like it's called like uh, triangle tests. so um two so two of the three flavors that you're tasting are actually the same and uh, oh. so you have to differentiate what which one is your favorite uh, and you know the mind can definitely play tricks on you whenever you're uh, you know doing these uh, th- these tasting uh, experiments uh, we make sure to focus group it with as many people as possible uh, whether it's you know people in the industry or people you know outside of the uh, outside of the industry uh, and you know we just take a, a tally on you know what people's uh, you know favorite iteration is so basically you know how we deal with it you start at one end of the spectrum and, uh, whether it's like crazy sweet or crazy lemon forward. And then, um, and at the other end of the spectrum where you might have a very lime forward, uh, flavor and, you know, we decide we want to go somewhere, uh, um, towards the first third of the lemon, and then we'll, our our lab will create us another you know thirty or forty samples from there. Then we can just hone in uh, and you know create another uh, another scale, um, like that. If that makes any sense, I'm kind of like rambling on here. Oh, no, that's why I love listening to that. I want to be invited to that. <laughs> <Yeah. thing. laughs> go home and For punch sure.
3: holes in your wall. <laughs> <laughs> Throw rocks at your own yeah. house, as you like yeah. to say. <laughs> that uh, yeah. Please invite me to that one. I'll probably have to get a hotel room. Does, does good
1: water have anything to do with the taste of the alcohol? Oh, absolutely! I heard good water, big time. Like fresh. Apparently, yeah. fresh water has everything to do
2: with. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So, I mean, we we treat all of our water. Um, we send it through you know reverse osmosis uh program and um you know our water for our spirits it's uh drawn from you know a very deep well and then we treat it from there so it is incredible water when we uh pull it from the well in Stellarton. Uh, yeah, in our uh. Yeah, in our no, it's actually from our spirits in uh, Trenton.
1: So you transfer the water from Trenton to Exactly. Cool. Yeah.
2: for our spirits.
1: For your spirits. Yep. Yeah, I heard good water has everything to do with the good taste and drink. Not even spirits, but just beer, every sort for oh, of alcohol Oh, absolutely.
2: Totally. Yeah, you have to start with good water for sure. So our water is tested and, you know, we've got uh we've got a lab um at our brewery for Painted Boat beer. Uh, and same for ready-to-drink, same for same for Annapolis Cider Company. So the water is tested before every batch, and, and they make sure to treat it to uh, the spec- specifications as yeah. uh, required. Is it ever
1: challenging within the alcohol industry to stay focused on a goal at hand? I remember when I was younger, we had a couple people that worked with the team that worked for, like, Molson. And I remember there would always be two fours around. There would always be... And it was kind of not a hectic environment, but there'd always be liquor around. And I always wondered if I ever worked in an alcoholic industry, would I be able to have the fortitude to stay focused and wake up a little hungover but still get to work the next day? Is that an actual (laughs) issue, or that's a fair question as well? Well, We all know the Molson guys.
2: (laughs) 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 I think that it's definitely important to know um, to ensure that. If, you know, you're going to an event that it's not going to, you know, affect your job <laughs> the, the following day, um, you know, if it's, if we've got, you know, mandatory events, we often have, you know, staff parties that, uh, you know, might end up uh, a little bit past business hours. And we ensure to, to make sure that we, you know, give everybody a few hours off uh, the yeah. following day. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, I think that, you know, the most important thing on staying focused, as you mentioned, is we've got such a, a broad portfolio of products right now. So, you know, we just... Uh, recently acquired annapolis cider company in the valley. Nice. Um, so we've you know we've got uh, many different ciders in that portfolio. Uh, we just launched painted boat beer maybe twelve weeks ago. So you know we're our sales team, uh, our whole marketing team, everybody is new into the beer game. That that's a new skew. We just acquired a winery maybe eight or nine months ago. Dude, uh, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Uh, St. Femi Wines is down in Fal- Falmouth. Uh, so we're going through a rebrand right, there, right now um, with our full team. Uh, so the fact that we've got, you know, spirits ready to drink, um, cider, wine, and beer, um, it can definitely uh, become a little bit disjointed on exactly what the goal is and w- what we are trying to, uh, you know, accomplish. And we're definitely trying to hone in on that right now. But, um, you know, I think, you know, our main focus is always on, um, you know, maintaining success in Nova Scotia's beer company. And now we're just trying to grow on the success of Annapolis cider company, our new wine brand. And, uh, you know, while launching paint boat, uh, beer, we're just trying to, you know. See if we can mm-hmm. start competing with the big boys. It's, yeah, so that, that seems like it's always
1: the answer to staying focused within within any company and not enjoying the fruits of your labor is just staying busy. I'm sure, like when you, you know, I'm sure you got a hit song, but you want to enjoy it for a bit, but then you want to write another one because you got to stay focused, or else you're well, going to get lost I'm in the game. Still looking for that
3: first one. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> looking forward to see what that feels like. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, if you can't kind of. You can't relax, I feel like... I mean, you can, but I feel like you need to stay on top of it. And I think, like, like similar to what I do in, like, in like any other business, I think you have to use that momentum and push forward. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get stagnant. And yeah. it's like if you get... You know, I feel like you should always... Don't let that shit get to your head a little bit. Because, That's a big thing. And, um, you know, and I think... You know, I remember reading something the other day and it's kinda of like this too shall pass kind of idea of like, you know, you're feeling good, feeling on top of the world, but you know, that that'll pass soon. And if you're feeling really shitty and everything's going wrong and you feel like you're getting kicked in the dick every every time, that's gonna pass too. So it's I a think good like point. so I think goes uh, both ways sh- yeah, it goes both <laughs> ways. <laughs> Sorry. I can say that, right? I guess. <laughs> can I, he say uh, that? Yeah, no, I can say thanks, you're good. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Similar
1: yeah, it's just like yeah. well, it's the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's just it's easy to get caught up in the fun side of
3: it. Yeah, well, you can have both, I think. Well, you
1: can, but you got to sure. find the balance.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I and,
1: know with us, like every time if we ever get like a, a big guest or get a big download number, it's you just want to go show those numbers to the world. But yeah, you got to like zone back in and get another guest. Focus. It's yeah, like, you guys could have rested on your loyals of Blue Lobster and the success that that's had, but you guys said, "No, nah, we're gonna do a winery. We're gonna make a beer. We're gonna." You know, you just don't rest on your loyals. You just get to work, and that For sure. allows you to stay focused. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I'm
3: excited to see the new winery.
2: see what happens there. Yeah, we've got some good ideas, and... Uh yeah, looking forward to. Hopefully, it's going to be ready for this summer, and we're going to be able to invite the public in and, and open our doors for this summer. But uh, you know, we'll we'll have an announcement over the next few weeks about that.
1: Mm. Where is it again, sir?
2: It's in Falmouth, uh, so it's down towards the valley, just outside Windsor.
1: Awesome yeah. wineries are great in the summer.
2: Oh, for sure, and I mean. they're
1: outside, so they're COVID friendly. Absolutely, for the most part. Yeah,
2: hopefully, we don't have to worry about that this summer. They, I don't, but <laughs> I don't even. No, see. I, c-
1: I can't even get into that right now.
3: Well, see, yeah. I mean, we, just, could, we could we could get could. into it. <laughs> was that was that
1: part of the play though? It's like, oh, winery, okay, COVID friendly. Because let's be honest, boys, COVID, COVID could be here for the next who
2: knows. For sure, I think everything we do is like an investment for the long term. So yeah. I don't think that uh, COVID was part of the equation when we decided to uh, no. to acquire it. They're fun. For like sure.
1: wineries, man, they're fun. Absolutely, great time. Yeah,
2: yeah, those tours, the the tours down throughout the valley. And I, I mean, we've got an incredible uh, wine region in Nova Scotia. You know, it's the it's I think you know the third uh, the third wine country in Canada right now, outside of the Okanagan and uh, Niagara. Uh, I I think that Nova Scotia has just overtaken uh, Quebec as uh, now the third biggest wine country for volume produced. That's awesome. to yeah. know that for sure.
1: Um, before COVID hit, did you travel a lot for your job?
2: Yeah. I mean, so we were just expanding into all these new territories right before COVID hit. So, um, I was on the road, you know, almost weekly into, into a different province. Uh, I was just chatting, chatting uh, a little bit earlier about that. Um, and I loved it, you know, it was super exciting. Um, I definitely thrive, uh, around people as opposed to in front of a screen. Um, so it was definitely a struggle for me uh, to, to cope with uh, Zoom meetings and uh, you know Google meets and everything. Um, it's just you don't get the same energy uh, to you know influence people and um, you know to for what I like to do, to to sell to people, yeah, um, it's just not the same energy, uh, on on the screen. So I'm really looking forward to getting out on the road again and uh, traveling, uh, you know, province to province and yeah. uh, spreading the good word of Blue Lobster Vodka.
1: I love it. They, and what what you said in person, uh, selling in person, pitching, whatever you want to do it, it, it's an actual thing. With same with this podcast, I can't do Zoom. You need to have that in person sure. connection to be able to connect to totally. an actual. The human energy being. is just not the same. Oh, I, I tried to do it, and it's just you blank. You're just. First door. You know. I've, I've done some <laughs> shitty podcasts over Zoom. You're just. <laughs> you're like, all right, what are you doing now? You just, you can't connect. You just can't connect.
2: Yeah. Everybody's done some weird things over Zoom. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Um,
1: it, well, hopefully you'll be able to travel soon. It looks like that time is coming around the corner. I shouldn't say that, but hopefully. Absolutely. Hopefully.
2: Yeah, I was fortunate enough just to get out to BC last week uh, just to check out some wineries uh, for some inspiration for our uh, our new winery and our new branding and uh, the new experience. So I was out in uh, the Okanagan, and I mean, what a, what a place out there. It's, uh, I can't wait to go visit there in the summer.
1: Anyone that's ever been there that I talk to just says, life-changing experience, just for the sure. eloquence of it, the the, the people.
2: Absolutely. Easy
1: going, but at the same time,
2: very hardworking and proud of what they create. Totally. People out there are definitely very motivated, and it shows in their work. I mean... The wineries out there, I can't wait to go back in the summer. Kelowna could be, you know, one of the most beautiful places in Canada.
1: My girlfriend went to Kelowna winery out there and just said, "Just there's nothing. You feel like you're in heaven on earth." She, Absolutely. Said she said
2: it was incredible. Yeah, everywhere, you know, it's just right on the lake. It's it's so nice.
1: These past these past summers, I've been to wineries here in Nova Scotia, and I like you know what am I now? I'm thirty, so like I went like two years ago, 28, 29. Same feeling. I haven't been to Kelowna, but going to those wineries in the in the valley, hell of a time, hell of a time. Do you need a tissue?
2: No, I'm good. You sure? Yep.
1: But no, they're they're, uh, they're an unbelievable experience, and they're going to go well mixing in your other products at the winery. Because people are just walking around. They want to sample things. They're outside. It's just a good environment to be able to taste certain beverages, and it'll work out, I think. Totally. 100%. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Live
2: performances, I know that you said that you're going to be, uh, how many people are going to be in the venue, 250? Two- so outdoor, I think that we'll have a minimum capacity of 250. Yeah. And then inside, we've got roughly 150 with upstairs and downstairs in our event space. Huh. Uh, so, you know, we could service about 500 people uh, in the summer, indoor and out, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, at a max capacity there. Uh, but, yeah, no, our goal is to do 100 days of entertainment uh, or and or, pull 100 cars off of the highway for 100 days straight, 100 cars who wouldn't otherwise pull into Stellarton. So we're looking to become a hub of the community for locals and tourists alike. alike. We mm-hmm. want to, you know... Uh, help the surrounding, uh, community and the sur- surrounding businesses, because when these cars pull in, they're not only pulling in to see us, right? They're going to stop at Tim Hortons. They're going to stop to get gas. They're going to stop at some local pizza shops. Um, so I yeah. think that, you know, we really want to be a hub to the community. Uh, we've seen it work in, in other towns. Look at, uh, Tatum Goosh Brewery, right? Uh, they are definitely a, a hub there. Uh, they definitely support, um, the, all of the surrounding local businesses. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's something to to strive for. So, uh, 100 days straight, we want to take 100 cars off the road to come and see us, uh, and the surrounding businesses that you know wouldn't otherwise pull in, in into Stellarton.
1: The Airbnb industry there is very good too. My my girlfriend's family owns a couple Airbnbs. There. There's a lot of places to stay as well.
2: It's That's a great, great time. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a beautiful spot in the summer.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. Um, how much of that like kind of depends on your business. You know, moving into the summer. I know you said potentially might be moving to Nashville, not too sure, but.
3: Well, for not anytime soon. No. That's for sure. That's definitely something that I think about and I talk about, but I can't see me. It's hard to say. Yeah. You know, it too depends early. on. I would say I'll be here for a couple of years before I even think about, you know, going anywhere, but I love it here. So it's hard to, you know, my industry is. There's So much of it is based, I feel like, there on the writing side. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find a perfect kind of medium where I can live here around all my friends and family and people and community and just travel back and forth. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you never know what right now. I mean, I can't really do my job here in Nova Scotia and it's business as usual everywhere else. So it's a little frustrating, but I think it's all for the good and the positive. Like don't let this trucker hat. Fool you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> no, oh, not a chance, buddy. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, who knows? We'll see. I mean, for my industry in the summer, it's like, um, if, you know, if, like I said, I think I said this on the podcast last week, um, if I'm not booking six months ahead, I'm not working in six months. It's and, crazy. And we're right around that time where, because that's what people need, festivals and events need funding, they need all of that shit, and they need, and they need time to um, basically plan for events so if you know i'm a little kind of on the fence on what's going to happen this summer usually if when that comes when it comes down to that i have to kind of make my own hay and build my own events just to make sure that i can yeah make, but it, make yeah, money right yeah. i can't really wait for festivals because because mostly they're based on funding right so i mean i'm still waiting for like cavendish and shit like that but those are the like cavendish sold out Six months ago, in the first day, right, the whole weekend. While wow, only
2: announcing the first day, too, yeah, right? They, they only announced announce one artist, their... and they
3: sold, and you know, they sold thirty thousand,
2: thirty thousand tickets. I think that's a testament to how hungry people are to get back out into the world and experience uh, live music. Yeah, right? that's
3: how I feel too. Like it's definitely. Yeah, it is. People are like, people don't not give a shit. They're like, take my money. <laughs> is is there something going on this weekend? I can't wait to go. Um, I think we're gonna come back a lot stronger for, oh, for the live. There's gonna uh, be a boom. I think 100. I think it's a huge sure. change in the music industry. In my opinion, I think people having a lot of people took music for granted in shows and live concerts, and it's you know it's like oh you want to go see. Matt Mays this weekend or something is like oh no I'll catch him the next time. Well, no one think there's no one knows yeah, if there's but... going to be a next time for a long time. So people are buying them really quick, and they're not just buying one ticket; they're buying ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and because they're making sure that all their friends get it, so they miss but, all their friends. They miss all their friends. That's right. But, Eight, uh, yeah, it's hard. But I mean, something like Cavendish, I mean, they sold 30, 35,000 tickets. What is going to happen if shit hits the fan? Could you imagine again? if they have to
1: return all that money, Probably millions of dollars?
3: Return it. Millions of dollars is right. Like, like imagine having <laughs> to return all that. To, oh, we f- were talking about all of the marketing money they saved from selling those tickets. They, you know, they I think their their budget would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars Easy, in marketing, sure. and and they just they sold it in one day. So they
2: just like they didn't have <laughs> they to spend have to, that. They money. don't have to tell anybody about Cavendish anymore. <laughs>
3: yeah, they don't have to. It's pretty like it's pretty amazing to see, right? And I think like people now have a value on events and music and i think that goes with sports and that goes with with anything that you know that uh, where they need an audience mm-hmm. you know so i think there's definitely a market and i think it's going to be stronger than ever but we'll see it has to be so is cavendish still a cavendish up in the, is, up in the air no cavendish is 100 percent a go. but i mean right now you can't do anything you can't have you can't have a band on stage. You can't um you can't sell you can't have any events. You can't have a hundred people unless it's a bar and it's a seated and in you know, and there's it's seated, yeah. you can't have any events. Like I can't go play a show, a host concert for twenty five people.
1: So then how can you say Cavendish is still a go?
3: Well it is a go. They sold all the tickets. They're yeah. they're anticipating that everything lets loose. What month is it? july 8th yeah, or that's something july it's
1: a lot it's, it's seven months away
3: i remember saying that two years ago too <laughs> and last year <laughs>
2: two weeks to find the two camp. weeks yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's not put that on there me saying that <laughs> <laughs> man well
3: but it, i mean i'm rooting for it because i'm probably playing that festival but <laughs> yeah, uh, Totally.
2: but like you know
3: it's just goes to show like you kind of have to like i mean you just, they just kind of like we're like you know, fuck it. Let's put tickets on sale. Let's book it and act like it's gonna happen. Because what if? Imagine they miss that opportunity, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, Cavendish. That's a different thing. The Murphys own that. They own the land. They own. They're the promoter. They sell all their own beer. Shout out to the fest. Murphys. We love the Murphys. <laughs> we love the Murphys. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. <laughs> it's crazy
1: how your two businesses go hand in hand. Just oh, sales, t- totally for live sure. entertainment.
2: Totally, and you know they're two very fun industries as well, right? It brings people together. Uh, You know what brings people together more than uh, you know drinking some beer or drinking uh, some vodka rum gin, some ready to drinks, blue lobsters, and listening to music. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
3: I mean that's all. With a bunch of other people.
2: Yeah, I mean there's always been like like a synergy and
3: kind of connection between events and booze forever for right sure. i mean totally the presenting
2: especially... sponsor to hammer to most concerts is well one yeah, of, yeah. You know, always a beverage alcohol company
3: yeah yeah and it's nice to see that a lot of times these sponsors i mean no no offense to the big guys and molson and those guys i mean it's not always nice to see more local you know blue lobster nova scotia spirit co as a presenting sponsor because i mean for for and that's like that with events now too Uh, and in concerts i mean forever it was always molson it was always
2: i think we're seeing it more and more that uh you know the the smaller you know local um companies are getting a shot at uh at having these uh presenting sponsorships like Shout out to, uh, you know, five local, uh, breweries who just did a, I think it's like a four year, I don't know the full details, but for ECMAs, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, the big guys like Molson is no longer the presenting sponsor of ECMAs. It's, um, you know, these five craft breweries who've banded together and, uh, it's one from, you know, each province around the Atlantic provinces Mm -hmm. uh, where the ECMAs are going to, uh, take place and they all collaborate on an ECMA beer each year. And, um, the, you know, they get to kind of host in their home province each year. Uh, it, it's, you know, think yeah. forward thinking outside the box. Uh, get, you know, five small guys together to, um, you know, eliminate the big guy.
1: In your mind, the, the competitive aspect of business and, and sales, the, there's, there's tons of alcohol in Nova Scotia now. There's new companies popping up every day. Like I know with me, like there's new podcasts popping up every day. It's great. I love it. You know, people need to express themselves, do what they need to do. But in your industry as well, there's tons of alcohol, uh, other alcohol businesses. Is it frustrating on a day maybe sometimes, or do you just say, I'm not focusing on that. I'm just going to worry about this business and how I helped grow Nova Scotia Spirit Co.
2: I think a little bit of both is very important. So yeah. I At think least you're honest. Totally. I think, um, you know, staying in our lane and focusing on how to build our own company has always been, you know, a strong value of ours. Uh, We never really understood why, you know, we often got, you know, maybe complained about by other local uh, companies. Um, But we just, you know, kind of focused, stayed in our lane. I also think that it's very important to understand the trends that are happening uh, around you. Um, I really enjoy seeing uh, other local companies pop up because that helps... To grow the local industry, and if somebody's going to try another local product, and you know it's of quality and they enjoy that, there's more of a chance that they're going to try a blue lobster vodka instead of one of the you know multinational competitors like you know maybe a White Claw or Truly or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I think as a local company, it is definitely or a local uh, industry, it's definitely imp- important to you know be collaborative, be supportive of each other. And I support uh, all uh, local businesses that are uh, you know, going to come try to uh, take a hack at it.
1: Yeah. And it's good to have a little competition, too. It keeps you on your toes Absolutely. and it keeps you working hard. It's, it's sure. healthy. Totally. It's good for you. Um, how much time are we at right now? 15 minutes. 15? 50. 50? Uh, when uh, w- when moving forward with a company like yours, you said you're always looking for the trends. You're always looking to get ahead of the curve. You're always looking to uh, stay the most innovative. What do you look at within the industry in order to get ahead of the curve? Like you can't just create your own liquor like that, or maybe you can, but for what sure. do you look for in trends within the, within the industry?
2: So again, pre COVID, we used to travel a lot. Uh, we used to go see what is happening, uh, you know, on the West coast. Yeah. Uh, we used to go to um, different, you know, brewing conferences, the distilling conferences, and you'd often have presentations on, you know, trending flavors. Uh, Um, you know, what's new, uh, new stats, Um, you know, international sales reports. You'd have, uh, you'd have a lot of insights there Um, and just going to, you know, different restaurants, whether it's in California or in, you know, BC and even, you know, anywhere outside of our own box, um, seeing something new and seeing if it's trending, uh, you know, it it was uh, really easy to see what's about to come over to the East coast. Uh, So that was one uh, aspect that on how we used to, you know, try to track and follow trends. Um, And the other one would just be, you know, looking at sales data in uh, all different jurisdictions. So we do have access to uh, sales jurisdictions in all of the different provinces that we participate in. So seeing what's working there, uh, you know, definitely helps out. Uh, But, you know, also just you know, looking you at, press the thing looking at a... worldwide uh, worldwide trends, and not only in the beverage alcohol industry, uh, you know, looking at flavors like what is you know bubbly coming out with next, right? Mango, really good. Yeah, uh, they've they've obviously done their uh, done their research on flavor trends. So uh, we've got a few real interesting uh, flavors coming out for this summer. Uh, you know, some some. Uh, really innovative uh, stuff, I think, which is you know a little bit of an ode to uh, people having to stay at home. I don't want to give uh, give away too many uh, secrets or give up the excitement yet, but all I will say is uh, say aloha to your taste buds.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you dropped a little dime on us. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but I it don't know either. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> aloha. Say okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, for sure. So you know the idea is uh, people are stuck at home. People are looking to get out to that beach. So what we're saying. Right now, is say aloha to your taste buds. Say Come
1: aloha on. to your taste buds. <laughs> aloha. I'm thinking Hawaii. I'm thinking.
3: I'm not going to get into all. Oh, I'm oh, thinking, oh. but we should try to figure this out. Right <laughs> aloha. I've I've never been to Hawaii. I don't know what like the main flavor. Did you practice is that before you came here. <laughs> no, <I didn't> <laughs> it sounded that good, did it? Yeah, it sounded pretty good. I, I was mean, like it's got commercial. me like pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, no, you'll see uh, you'll see some teasers coming out on, uh, you know, traditional media, I would say, like on uh, some billboards and stuff uh, coming soon. Uh, so that might give give it away. But, uh, yeah, the launch would be the week of February 21st in the NSLCs. Ooh, oh, wow, that's, that's soon. soon. Yep. Three weeks out.
3: Oh, shit. Now I'm really excited.
1: <laughs> it's a great time, just announcing something new and then just seeing the momentum from it. For just sure. Just It's just... Totally. You know, goes back to not resting on your loyals. Like, all right, let's get a new flavor. Aloha. For sure. Yeah. and you know, it's just, it's a great part of your business. Yeah. Absolutely. being able to get new products.
2: Totally. Yeah. Easy. It's, it's, uh, it's never, there's never a dull day, never a dull moment, I would say. Right. Um, like I said, constantly, the need to, for constant innovation is uh, just become apparent over the past few years. Um, so, you know, just not resting, not staying still, definitely important. And that makes the job very exciting. Definitely. I think for everybody involved.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And especially being able to put them into events must amplify it.
2: Oh, like, it's fun, yeah, totally. I'm sure,
1: putting in an NSLC and seeing the reaction, but being able to, like, get a person's reaction in person, like, try this. Totally. Like, that must have just amplify the business 100%. Oh, there's
2: nothing better, and, like, it never gets old than, uh, you know, seeing seeing your can, maybe, even if it's lying in the ditch, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it never gets it never gets old seeing somebody, like a stranger, you know, drinking a blue or vodka soda or whatever. Or he going, picks it up. He well, picks it up. Yeah, out of of course. Or yeah. going to, yeah, they're becoming, like, the Tim Hortons cups, right? <laughs> but, or going to, uh, like, a Dave, a Dave Sampson concert in seeing just like a sea of blue lobsters, right? Or going down to the Stubborn Goat Beer Garden and uh, yeah. seeing everybody uh, with a can in their hand or one of our slushy drinks. Yeah, they have uh, slushies it is, at the very beer very garden. It's very exciting, yeah. Like blue lobster slushies. Oh,
1: at the gar- the Stubborn They're Goat. They're amazing. I love yeah. that place. Yeah, me yeah, too.
2: It is awesome. Yeah.
1: Sure. All right, man. Well, that, that that's awesome. Is there anything else I should be asking right now? I feel like you covered everything. I didn't get any secrets from you, but I definitely got a lot of information. <laughs> All right. I sorry. got Aloha. <laughs> say hello to your taste buds. I got a new flavor coming. When did you say it's coming? February? 21st. 21st? Yeah. Hopefully some events are going to be happening out uh,
2: with your, where was it? Stellarton. It's in Stellarton. Yeah. Stellarton. Hopefully you get yeah, some events the out old, there. It's at the old Scottsburn Dairy. two okay. thirty Ford Street in Stellarton. I think like one thing that maybe we didn't chat about would be the fact that uh, at our restaurant at Blue Ups or Public House, we ha- also have a recently opened uh, retail shop. So you can come in nice. there and you can uh, you can buy booze. You can buy all of our products uh, from, you know, Annapolis Cider Company, Paint a Boat, uh, any of our six-packs or flats, all of our spirits. Um, and you can also buy our merch there. So uh, some of the merch that, you know, m- might not even be released online yet, uh, you can access it right at our retail store. Okay, wicked. Yeah.
1: I'm out in Stellarton, actually, believe it or not, kind of often because family out there, so I'll have to stop in. Sweet, awesome. Um, Dave, you're the man. Evan, thank you for coming on. Thanks I so appreciate much. it. So um, everyone's time,
2: long time. What's that? First time, long time. First time, long time. I <laughs> love it.
1: We'll get you back in the summer when we have some more events to talk about That's and see crazy. what's going on. Totally. We'll get the new flavor in here too,
2: hopefully. Yeah, we got to play some golf. We'll get right. mic'd we up on a golf course.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we do some putting over there. I'm just, I'm going nuts. Oh, I need me to too. Golf. <laughs>
2: January 1st comes around, right? And I think everybody gets the itch to get back out onto the course. I know I've got it. And, you know, people, oh. so out in Kelowna, like when I was just there, people at the base of the mountain are golfing and people are up at the top are skiing.
3: Yeah,
1: that's amazing. That's what the weather's like there, right? Eh? Yeah. Incredible! I'm watching on you The PGA has a great YouTube channel, and the the, the, the tour is still going on right now in Florida, Hawaii. They're playing, and you're seeing some of these guys play in the most beautiful weather, and they're hitting birdies, eagles. You're like, I know, can't yeah. can't H- wait Hawaii to do Hawaii looks
3: it. Hawaii looks crazy when you see watching some of those PGA events like on yeah. TV. It doesn't look real. It looks like it's a new different filter.
1: My buddy just got back from Hawaii golf, and said it was just, just yeah. it's like a
2: screensaver when you get there. Yes, yeah. they're saying Aloha, Aloha, Aloha. <laughs>
1: All right, we're out uh, Everyone right, uh, we're thank up. thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Uh work hard, have fun. Make sure to drink a little blue lobster, have some uh, have, have put your feet up, have some fun. Well, Listen to Dave Sampson's music. That's all I got. the who's
0: my wife tells me not to be late. kids, goodbye. I can't remember their names. Whoa. And week after week it's always the same and it's can't you code it. cage coded. Program it right. Nothing ever happens in this life of mine I'm hauling up the data on the Xerox line Then it's code in the day to give the keyboard a punch wow. Then cross, correlate, and a break for some lunch Correlate, tabulate, process, and screen Program, print out, progress to the mean And it's old boys, catch code it? Program it right Nothing ever happens in this life of mine. I'm hauling up the data on the Xerox line. Yeah, then it's home again, eat again, watch some TV. Make love to my woman at 10.53. I dream the same dream when I'm sleeping at night. I'm soaring over hills like an eagle in flight. And it's home, boys. Can't you code it and program it right? Nothing ever happens in this life of mine I'm hauling up the data on the Xerox line Someday I'm gonna give up all the buttons and things I'll wow. bounce that time clock till it can't ring wow. Wow. Burn up my necktie and set myself free Cause wow. no one's gonna fold, bend, or mutilate sure, sure, me sure. And it's home, boys Can't you code it? Ooh. program it right Nothing ever happens in this life of mine. I'm hauling up the data on the Xerox line, and it's old boys. Can't you code it and program it right? Nothing ever happens in this life of mine. I'm hauling up the data on the Xerox line. Very much. Okay. Is, Is the tape rolling, Steve?